Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 301, covering Fair Haven and Blink of an Eye with Gav Brown. Hi, friends. Uh... Where to begin? Well, Irish Gav is here because the infamous, uh, the, the next chapter in Star Trek's endless Irish saga. I'm here to answer for the it's, crime it's of my people. <laughs> I, I feel like it's less that and more us apologizing. Yeah, I think it's more the crimes of our people. <laughs> the people who aren't Irish, like, dissing the Irish. I feel mm-hmm. like it's more our fault than yours. Well. Like, you didn't I, do anything. You're the you're the party with the with the complaint this time. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the aggrieved party. Oh my, yeah, it's, that's the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, the Irish have always had a really good time of things until now. <laughs> Yes, finally someone's going to say Sarah to me and not follow it with you're causing a scene. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do do you, I mean, I'm sure you do remember, and we've even mentioned this on the show not too long ago, but I'm still reminded of the time Irish Gav actually uh, came out here for uh, the Emerald City Comic Con one year, Mm. and it just happened to be when his appearance (laughs) on, uh, uh, when we were doing Next Gen. Uh, it was so we ended up recording his episode in his hotel room while we sat and watched Next Gen's uh, Up the Long Ladder, which was the last really offensive Irish episode. Wow! Like wow! And sitting in the same room with you, watching that episode <laughs> was was quite the experience. It's Awkward like, oh, sweat pouring down our backs. I haven't seen you in years, and now I can't even make eye contact because. <laughs> Is, is that why you forced me to leave the country at that point? Yeah. I, look, I wanted you to stay longer. We're all having a lot of fun. All our friends are here, but you have to go. But, like, that man on the screen is do, is that is, dr- is downing whiskey as he drunkenly d- does a jig and chases a chicken. Like, I don't uh, even know. They, they beamed up with their hay. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's what I'll remember. It, it probably was a yes. bit weird that I had hay in the uh, hotel room as well, but... Uh... Well, that hay was complimentary, the... the uh... <laughs> The lobby sent that up. Right, of course. As is the custom in our country, as far as you know. <laughs> oh, you're staying in America? Here, have this hay. Well, it was the, sure, it was the Emerald City Con, so I assumed that was part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it came from you're, the Scarecrow. You're cosplaying as... Uh, oh, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> you win. But th- this is one of those episodes, I would say, like, from the outside looking in, having not seen a bunch of Voyager before we started... There were a handful of episodes that are infamous, that have a reputation, and um, Threshold is one of them, mm-hmm. and this is the other one. This is one of those ones that, like, I would see on TV sometimes and just be like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm not watching Voyager. <laughs> well, it does very much embody what you think Voyager was going to be. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, yeah. Weird, Spending all your time on the holiday. Bullshit. It's like, shouldn't you guys be having space adventures? Yeah. No? All right, whatever. But, I mean, the the fandom usually says, okay, like, kind of like the original series has Spock's brain and, like, uh, Next Gen had, I don't know, Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's a couple of episodes that everyone's like, oh, this one's terrible. And I didn't quite think that, but it's not great. But, uh, Gav, why don't, why don't you tell us, give us the rundown of, of what happens in Fairhaven? Mm-hmm. Well, 
Now that the characters on the holodeck programs for the French bar and the tropical resort have become sentient, they've realised they're better off without Voyager and have deleted their own programs. As a result, Paris has created a holodeck program based in Fairhaven, a 19th century town in Ireland. Wait, Paris has? Oh, okay. So anyway, wait, Ireland? Oh god, not this again. The crew is on the holodeck enjoying themselves when a space storm arrives. Instead of communicating them to come to the bridge, Janeway goes down in person. Does she think it's actually the 19th century? Nothing works as a result of the storm except the holodeck. So Janeway orders Fairhaven open all the time so the crew can unwind. Janeway herself visits and ends up talking all night to the bartender, Michael O'Shaughnessy, or, or something. She likes him so much she changes his personality, education, facial hair, height, and marital status. She goes back and they dance a jig, because of course they do, before deleting all the other characters in the programme, which must have been annoying for the rest of the crew in town. After she kisses them, after she kisses him, she leaves and never goes back. Michael O'Shaughnessy can't handle this as he thinks she doesn't love him, so starts a drunken fist fight and... Oh, fuck this. It's just so offensively dull, I can't even be bothered to try and write this garbage down. It'd be okay if actually something happened, except that Jimmy pretty much cheats on the 24th century version of Leisure Suit Larry. If you want to know what happens, fine. The storm destroys a lot of the Fairhaven program, but they can fix it. That's it. Yeah, this any one episode, sucked. <laughs> any episode you can sum up in a single sentence, like it's mm-hmm. not always great. And uh, yeah, no, if you can, if you can, if you know everything that happens from the next Netflix description, you're probably <laughs> fine. Also, Gav, you've obviously seen ahead, and other listeners have told us this. Fairhaven comes back a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is now our our uh, go to hangout place on the holodeck for a while. It, it comes back once more. Oh, okay. I I was picturing it like the French bar or something, where this is now where everyone's hanging out for the the rest of the season. At least it's not that bad. No. Yeah, we get to watch them play pool while an Irish guy dances in the background. Yes, it, it does come back once more, but that is the worst episode of Star Trek ever. Oh wow! I've, I've heard that, and and I've heard, I guess, spoilers that uh, that's the Fairhaven Goes Evil episode. Oh my god! <laughs> That, that was a like listener that. told me that on Twitter, and maybe they were kidding, maybe they were wrong. But no, you that... know what? Fuck this podcast. I quit. <laughs> oh no, you don't. You get back here, Mister. No, sound of a door slamming and car driving away. <laughs> you made a big deal out of us making it to three hundred. We got to keep going. No, that's, that's why we're that's... done. Three hundred one is the last episode. That's why he made a big deal. He was so happy he could leave. Yeah, ah, series finale. <laughs> I've done three hundred of these. Why can't I die? <laughs> The thing um, is, that's the end of Voyager. I, I mean, it definitely is. There are no episodes. Goodbye. Oh, I will. <laughs> See you, Voyager. <laughs> no, I, 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 I always maintain that as as white guys living in North America, we cannot make the determination as to whether something is offensive to you know, anyone. Like mm. we just we don't have that authority. But Irish guy, you're you're not actually irish right like you you lived in ireland for a long time uh, uh, but you're like by nationality you're not actually irish is that correct? uh yes mom and dad are irish you were, i'm going somewhere with this the point is you're far more irish than we are is what i'm saying yes let's go with that you, you've lived there I've got the accent like mm. yeah you do have the accent but like i i just i want to be clear like you, I want to establish your Irish cred here so that we can then, you know. Uh, yes. You are uh, you are not officially Irish, but you're 
pretty Irish. Uh, I have an Irish passport. There we go. There we go. Good enough. My point is, you're the only one who can truly say if this was, like, uh, offensive or not. Like, I don't feel like I'm qualified, because it didn't feel offensive to me, but I can't really say. You can't. It it was offensively boring, is how how I'll put it. Mm. Uh, That (laughs) was... But there were a lot of lazy stereotypes in it. Yeah. That's the thing. It didn't feel like they went out of their way to make everyone drunken idiots. They just didn't bother writing anything more than your stock Irish character. No, they didn't go out of their way uh, to make people idiots. They just didn't go out of their way to write people well. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't write people. They just wrote, like, cardboard cutouts yeah, of people. They just, yeah. yeah, they just wrote stereotypes. People were drunken yeah. and having fistfights and people getting but, kicked out by their wives and things and stuff like that. But would you would you agree that it is at least better on that front than than Up the Long Ladder was? Like Up the Long Ladder had the the bossy school marm lady and it had the the, the drunken farmers with their chickens like that was a little I worse, believe right? that episode actually had a scene where a guy saw something weird, rubbed his eyes and then looked at the drink <laughs> and threw it away. Yeah, poured out the jug of whiskey he was drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, and Up the Long Ladder was set in the 24th century. So you actually had people right. living like that, whereas this is a holodeck program written by Tom Paris, which yep. right, yes, I okay. suppose it's, yeah, it's more accurate in that respect. I, you know what, just Star Trek, leave leave Ireland alone. Just, yeah, just stop it. Yeah. Well, this goes back to the earliest original series. Like, was it Riley? Yeah, it was Riley on the on in uh, Shore Leave. I think it was. No, 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 no. It was the Naked Time. No, no. One of them had the 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 Irish guy who was just running around. Oh fuck, that's right. Uh, Riley too. Riley you was know, in the Naked Time. You're thinking of I think Finnegan. Finnegan. Yeah, yeah. But he was running around doing jigs and shit too. Yeah, no, no. no what they did was they played that terrible music every time. Like, oh, Jimmy, heart to tar to tar. Yeah. You know. Why don't you but, chase me for a while? That should be fun. No, I was thinking of uh, in the Naked Time where Riley, you know, they're all drunk, everyone on the ship, but he like mm. locks himself in, in engineering. Yes, and, like, and sings, won't you take me home, Kathleen, or something like that. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it comes up several times early in the original series is my point. I think those are both like first season episodes. Mm. Uh, and then. So this goes way back. And then, of course, you've got the Discovery uh, episodes coming up as well, where they found the Irish planet. Uh, probably. <laughs> Just Ireland and floating in space somewhere. What is your problem with the Irish Star Trek? <laughs> Jesus. This is why every uh, all, every Star Trek should have Cole Meany just to make sure they don't uh, Yeah, that's the only series shitty. that didn't yeah, yeah. for exactly that reason. Yeah, don't have Rod Roddenberry being a consultant. Have Cole Meany being his consultant. Yeah, God. Yeah. My dad just... Uh, my dad had plans for the new Star Trek, and it's just the words, fuck Ireland, and it's <laughs> underlined. <laughs> fuck <Boy>. shit cock. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ron Roddenberry, everybody. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, I guess let's just do our bad things, since that's going to be most of this anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you start. Okay. I've been waiting for this. There's a part (laughs) part where the shields are failing, and there's no guarantee that Voyager will ride out this space storm. So to clear a path, they use the deflector and have to transfer all available power to it. Right, it's a life or death situation with seconds to spare. At which point, Harry fucking Kim says, Captain, there is not enough time to go through the hollow grid shutdown sequence. We'd lose most of Fairhaven. What? 
hundreds of lives on the line, and he's more concerned about Tom Paris's inaccurate, offensive Irish history porn. Oh, I'm sorry. Is Howie going to lose his precious computer game? You just know that he's one of the Gamergate losers who threw a pizza back at his mum if it didn't have the correct toppings on it. Just fuck off, you idiot. Get off the bridge and leave the grown-ups to make the bloody decisions. <laughs> Fucking seriously, I like I, I have the same note or whatever where it's just like, but, but yeah, Captain, what of Fairhaven? Oh, shut up! Also, Gav, I'm sorry. It's 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 about ethics in holiday journalism. <laughs> oh God! I, I legitimately have to calm down. Right, I'm better now. It's just. <laughs> No, I I think we all yelled at our TVs at that point because, yeah, I okay, Harry is Harry. Maybe the reason he said that was because he knew the captain was super into it and he's kissing up to the captain like he does. I mean, everyone on the ship knows at this point. Yeah. You, if the do- Look, if the doctor knows something, the whole ship fucking knows it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he, he last week he just told everyone about Barkley's, like, serious mental condition. Mm. He doesn't give a fuck. Well. Not my problem. But- I'm a hologram. You'll just shut me off when we get home. Yeah. Oh, computer glitch. Whatever. <laughs> no, but like maybe that's his way of saying, "Oh, Captain, I know this is your favorite thing. You don't want to lose it, do you? Do I get a gold star for that?" Harry, sit down and stop trying to kiss my ass. I don't know but, how. <laughs> but seriously, like they have at least two holodecks dedicated to this twenty four seven. Yeah. Like maybe more. I think there was a third time where they said, "Let's let's add even more holodecks to this." So like anyone who wants to do anything else on the holodeck can't. It's draining power. It's like, what? What? Does I, everyone really love this? Really? I, I just picture this one dude who's just like, I'm fucking trying to finish my hollow novel, you assholes. Like, I'm like halfway through and fucking it's full of sheep and drinking. No, no. Yeah, there's over a hundred people. Surely there are other people who want to do anything but this. Surely there are people who are not from Earth who don't give a flying fuck about this, <laughs> about this country and this time period. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Surely there are people from yeah. fucking Earth who don't give a fuck about that either. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, I'm I'm living closer to this time period than they are, and I don't give a fuck about it. And then you've got people who you've got probably got one guy who's using it to you know to scientifically discover a way back to Earth, and he's so close. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah. his computer program shut down to do this fucking Ireland thing. Fucking oh, Paris kicks the door open, just like sorry, we need this for the barn. <laughs> yeah, he, he like threw, book dumps threw some like a fucking... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And for some reason, I just picture him with a hose that shoots hay. Make <laughs> <laughs> more sense than anything else. <laughs> Harry, turn on the hay hose. <laughs> and then we we have our usual problems with like the basic logic of the holodeck. Like, okay, so tons of people on the ship are using this in two small rooms. Mm-hmm. So if they're all there at the same time and they're all having sex, are they right next to each other? That's yes. the only. That's ah. exactly what's happening. Yes, it's uh, Voyager's first orgy. Yep, but they're all separated by like hollow images, so they can't see each other. But they're still physically just right next yep. to each other. Yep, and you don't want to get one of those uh, ultraviolet CSI lights in there. Oh God, oh, man. I'm pretty sure Seven can see that spectrum, and that's why she never goes in the holiday. Yeah. Like, oh, God, look at that. Pass. Yeah, that explains why for these two episodes she's just standing in that room by herself with a computer. <laughs> no, and no, she, she, never... uh, she gives into the advances of a uh, of a bearded drunk. Oh, right. The guy who makes the uh, jump to conclusions, Matt, from Office Space. That guy. <laughs> 
But sadly, uh, he probably treats her with more dignity than most people on actual Voyager. So mm. there's that. Uh, Matt, what was your bad thing? <laughs> why in the? I mean, we touched on this a little bit, but why in the Lord's fuck are Tom and Harry so excited by a shitty Irish village? Like, I get the bar thing, the French bar, and I like as a thing that Tom used to do, and I get the Hawaiian club fans be damned because it seems like the kind of <laughs> sleazy fun that Tom likes, but. An Irish village full of sheep farmers? Like, I know a fair bit about Tom Paris at this point. That's like, feels like the last thing he'd enjoy. There's nothing fast to drive around in. In fact, literally the only person I can see enjoying this is Kate. And that's because I've seen her boring hollow novels. Also, yep. Star Trek thinks that turn of the century Ireland makes moms cream, the, cream their mom jeans. <laughs> like, the, well, the I, one I, thing I kept remembering about this episode is uh, Bever fucks a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a lot of callbacks to that. Oh, the other, uh, the other uh, TNG Irish episode. I well, that wasn't technically Irish, but it sure still was. Yeah, that was basically the same guy, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, I think didn't they have Scottish accents in that one? No, I mean, no, that was that was uh, Ireland again. No, because he said Condal. Which <laughs> oh I, yes, that was Scottish. Like, oh, maybe yeah. yeah. But yeah, basically, they both look like different covers of romance novels. No, they absolutely do. And and it's still a middle-aged woman having weird, inappropriate romantic engagements in a Celtic... Yeah, like, it's basically the same thing. Like, I mean, that one, Bever fucks a ghost. At least the ghost was, like, a ghost. Uh, like, this is... That, don't, don't you dare use that as a defense of that episode. <laughs> but, I mean, like, this episode is... This episode, we're basically just watching the adventures of Kate's uh, vibrator. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a communal vibrator that the whole, the whole crew is using all at the same time. Mm, I guess that's true. Sidle up to the vibrator trough. <laughs> this episode just took a turn for the upsetting. I yeah. Oh no, I was thinking this the whole time. Ho hopefully, they find a, di a disinfectant planet next. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, Captain, uh, we're approaching the bleach planet. <laughs> oh, good, just run the ship through it. Yeah, just dunk the ship in the into the atmosphere. <laughs> while you're in there, dunk my eyes. Dunk the, dunk the ship into there and open all the doors. <laughs> <laughs> And this actually kind of ties into to my bad thing, because I think Kate is completely out of character in this episode. Like, I don't, I get she hasn't had much romantic anything. Like, her, her fiancé dumped her when he thought she was lost at Space Sea. Uh -huh. And, like, uh, she hasn't really found anyone along the way except maybe Chakotay that one time. And, mm. ugh, you know. Um, and I don't even mind that she fell in love with a hologram, although that's usually reserved for weak little twerps like Harry or Barkley. Mm -hmm. It's just, it happens so easily, like it happened in 30 seconds. It's weird and they there, love it for sighty. Yeah, know? and there and there wasn't anything especially interesting about him. In fact, she pretty much rebuilt the thing from the ground up to fit her exact specifications. So yeah. apart from being physically attractive, which he kind of was, mm -hmm. there's nothing special about him at all. She literally, like, like Gav said in his summary, changed everything else. Yeah. And she just acted like a lovesick teenager, and that is not the Kate we've gotten to know for the past five and a half seasons. It's, it, it is probably time to give her a love interest, but not like this. No, it's weird. Like, I, I completely get her wanting to sneak off to get her rocks off with this guy, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, look, Cisco, Cisco had uh, Cassidy, and mm -hmm. Picard had Vosh and a couple others, and Kirk had everyone. Like, yeah. the captain should get a little something, but, oh, man. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's weird, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's not the her having sex with the hologram. I want to be clear on that. But the the fact oh, see, that she I, falls head over heels in love with the hologram, like, what? 
See, the whole time we were watching Amanda was actually sicked out by her having sex with a hologram. And I think that's normal in the future. I think mm. that's standard. But I want to point out that some people think it's a little weird and gross. That's fine. Like, where, do, where do you weigh in on this, Gav? It's a bit uh, having sex with a robot kind of thing. I don't. Un- yeah, I mean, like, yeah, but, let's be, let's but is be that clear. good or bad? This is masturbation. Like, well, yeah, I don't. I don't. It it, it weirds me out of it. Mm. Okay, fair enough. I and I don't understand yeah, I why. The opinion that, yeah, okay. I just don't understand why you would do that and then change everything. Out. I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's, it's not it's really love if you. Weird. Yeah, but the the sex part of it doesn't weird me out because I think that's just a societal like it's really like you said, Matt. It's kind of like a vibrator. Like mm-hmm. it's using a device to help you. You know. Like enjoy sex by yourself, mm-hmm. like that's fine. But Al, you don't need to explain that- to us what a vibrator does. We're all adults here. <laughs> no, I'm trying to explain the similarities between the two things because on the surface, I, 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 I know it's just like, well, Matt. Now, what a vibrator basically does. <laughs> yeah, stop mansplaining what vibrators are. I, I, oh. I, I, I know, sweetie. I know. Do you though? Because you're really disgusted by the human body, so you might not know. That's why I introduce mechanical things to it. Ah, you can fair. trust those. Can you? I mean, I can. Because science fiction keeps telling us we can't. Well, science fiction is wrong. So, so, science fiction is telling us this to, episode need, is good, so it's wrong. Yeah. We need to shear away all of the disgusting meat parts of humanity. Get down oh. to the cold, unfeeling metal. Are, are you, so you say the Borg don't go far enough. Yeah, basically. So you want to be a okay. Cyberman? Yes. That's fair. I mean, you know, the only thing they're good at is sucking and dying. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to be a Cyberman, but with the ability to touch my toes and crap, you know. <laughs> I the thing is, I like I say, I'm okay with the holodeck being used like that, but it's a shared thing that I think a lot of people aren't using for sex. They're using it for the the pub and for the the atmosphere, I guess. And so, like, that makes it a little weird that everyone's there and some of them are using it for sex. Mm-hmm. And it's even weirder that the captain's doing it. And it's weirder still that she's changing all the pro like ah just ah, ah. yep was that your cat chiming? Uh, no, that was my cat. Not in this case, oh, oh. very well. No, my uh, my like cat that. frequent uh, frequent appear uh, on the show if she wants cat treats. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, I hated the episode. Can I have a treat for that? <laughs> uh, this is what I think about Voyager. And and he's away. Me. He obviously doesn't like that episode. Well, who does? Good. Uh, Gav, did you manage to find a good thing? Did I find a good thing? Did I find a good? Yes, I. I certainly did. Right, they say Voyager. They'll never be out of power again. Remember when they said the holodeck power wasn't compatible with the rest of the ship? Well, now it is. They used holodeck power to power the deflector in this very episode. So that's what my good thing is. They're all saved. No more will will we have episodes where they have to find power supplies from dodgy black markets or corrupt governments from morally questionable things. Yes, sir. This is good news for everyone. Oh, thank God. Now, I'm American and there's a bit of a cultural divide, so I can't be sure, but you might be being a little sarcastic there, maybe? Might be that dry British wit that I'm just not getting. Uh... Yes, that's what, what that's what now, we call sarcasm. Now okay. I'm a simple country <laughs> podcaster. But, uh, <laughs> now, now you see what sarcasm? No, I'm not explaining. No, please do. <laughs> 
Please, Gav, explain it to me. Explain <laughs> it to me and then tell me how vibrators work. Yes. No, compare it. Compare and contrast sarcasm yes. to vibrators. Sarcasm is useful for getting good things when there are no good things. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like vibrators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just going to jump to my good thing, which was... Uh, vibrators. <laughs> yes. Today's episode... This episode didn't kill me, so I assume it must have made me stronger. That, that's all I got. Yeah. That's it, huh? Yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say, all pretty right. much. I'm opting for the no good thing scenario. <laughs> this is the no win scenario. Yep. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I thought Kate Arm Wrestling was legitimately kind of cute. Uh, oh, yeah. She's uh, she's in the pub like after hours with the mm. with the handsome proprietor. And, well, his uh, wife waits, uh, waits dutifully upstairs. Yeah. And after all that happens, she comes in and like, oh, just hanging out with a pretty lady by herself in weird costume. That's normal. Well, I have nothing to say about this. Yeah. There, there's the point where Kate is um, altering the program. And I think they do this for a laugh. And I have, I have to admit, I did laugh a tiny bit. And she says, delete wife. Yep. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> but then Gav, you mentioned, uh, <laughs> what was the guy aware of that? Uh, well, <laughs> wakes up the next morning. She goes in to hit on him and she's, she's, he's like, has anyone seen my wife? Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh my god, she's been gone since last night. She just vanished from our bed. He's just wandering the town looking for her, crying. Has anyone seen my Laura? <laughs> yeah. Or or if she said delete wife and then and then Janeway disappeared, that would have been interesting. Ooh. <laughs> it's like that uh whichever Barkley episode that ends with him saying uh, computer and program. Yeah. They should end a, a Star Trek series like that. They do. It's called Enterprise. Uh, oh, yeah. So they do. <laughs> so we got that to look forward to. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, uh, occasionally uh, characters put on a fake Irish accent to try to... <laughs> oh, God, that's... Ugh. Yes, can you... Can, that part I can see being legitimately offensive. Can you can mm-hmm. you guess which character it was, ladies and gentlemen? I, I I noted that two different ones did, actually. Oh, right. There was only one... At the beginning. There's only one I remember. Mm. Ah, well, of course. <laughs> the Paris most punchable it, face then, in Star Trek. Uh, Kate does it. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I, and Harry. Uh, Harry is, did I believe. It. Who, who, oh, yeah. God, seriously? I must have missed that. Yeah. In his terrible fucking styrofoam hat. Which I want to punch a hole in. <laughs> well, yeah. As you should always do with any straw hats you come across. Yeah, no, it's not straw. I mean, I don't think it's styrofoam, but it's one of those. It's, you know, uh, isn't it? It's a. What the fuck are they called? They're, um. Uh, I don't know. Uh, barbershop quartet hats. Yeah, those things. I think you want to punch a hole in it because it's like that Simpsons episode where Ross Perot punches his. Oh, I right, mean, that's yes, true, yes. but he's not the only one to punch a hole in a hat. No, but that's that's the famous, you know. He is the, he's the famous hat hole puncher, but he's not the only one to have done it. You know, the the timeless political satire of our generation, the one about Bob Dole. I, I still, to this day, don't understand why that one has stood the test of time, but it absolutely has. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's even more uh, it's even more relevant now than ever. Uh, it's always been relevant, is the thing, you mm-hmm. know, because Bob Dole is as important as he ever was. Yep, Bob Dole. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else? Oh, at, at one point, um, no, never mind. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever been on this show, and you've been like, "Nah, you know what? Nah." nah. <laughs> Allie, you have any more points make... you want to talk to? 
well, there's I, nah, you know, you know what? That made me sad. It's, it's making me angry, is what it's making me. Oh, right. There's that whole subplot where uh, something is making Tuvok slightly nauseous. Oh yeah, that incredibly important Tuvok uh, subplot for yep. no reason. None. No, I just assumed he, he didn't want to be in the episode. I wouldn't wow. either. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Look, we all want to be Sir not appearing in this episode, but uh, <laughs> we all made various commitments. I mean, Gav, you could have switched episodes, but oh no, I, Tim I, Russ is getting paid for this. I, I needed to do my, for my people or something. Uh, you you did you did just like <laughs> just Brian has to show up, people. just like Brian has to show up whenever Vosh is on for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but he decided that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't we didn't make Gav show up for this. He chose this. Yes. Oh, I thought we did make him show up for this. No. Oh. I thought we were monsters. <laughs> oh, we are. History's greatest monsters. Not for that reason. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're, we're in the running. I don't think that the, the, the final tally has been called just Well, yet. according to our monster manual, <laughs> Spock is history's greatest monster. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, continuity. Anything else? Um, no. No, no yeah. I, I guess not. I did make a note that it makes you long for when Riker is a murder, but uh, I don't really have anything else done. I, I long for that pretty regularly at this point, honestly. I just long for any episode with Riker, even the bad ones. I would watch Shades of Grey rather than this. No, I mean, again, you've got Enter- the last episode of Enterprise to look forward to then. That's true. I that the, like When we get there, we'll have this conversation, but I don't think that's going to bother me like it bothered a lot of people, because I don't think I'm going to be as invested in the Enterprise crew as I am in the next gen. Well, no, crew. I keep expecting to see them show up and just go, oh, interesting people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Gav, you got a quote for us? Uh, yes, I do. And I think it's the only one I could possibly use. So that was your favorite part of the episode? Yes, huh? when it fucking ended. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement there. Mm-hmm. It's nice when we all agree. <laughs> Isn't it just? And suffer together. It's like, <sighs> it, it, it's not quite like we've been to war together, but it's the next, like, the next thing. And the next best thing to that. Yeah, what's like, the worst all... what's the worst thing under war? Oh yeah, right. Watching Star Trek with your friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suffering together. It's like we've all been through a trauma together. Genocide, war, watching Voyager. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's the same, but it's the next one down. It's like being in prison together. <laughs> you don't understand unless you've been there. Right? <laughs> you don't. And then one of us kill and then one of us kills another one and gets let out the next day. <laughs> Yeah, I did. A, I did a podcast about Voyager. You, you don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you'll never understand until you do a podcast about Voyager. Yeah, and you never will because, yeah, why would you? <laughs> All right, uh, moving forward now to blink of an eye. Two thirds of the way through this episode, there's a scene between Naomi Wildman and Seven of Nine, which, as usual, is the best thing in an otherwise crummy episode. Naomi actually summarizes the crumminess for me, which makes her more useful than literally anyone else on this ship. So let's just hear what she has to say. A weird planet where time moved very fast, and so did the people who lived there. So yeah, Voyager encounters a weird planet where time moves very fast, and so do the people who live there. And they, Voyager, are trapped in orbit around it, in a way that every time they try to escape it, it causes horrible earthquakes on the weird planet where time... Let's just call them uh, TWPWTMVF... Let's just call them the weird. Periodically, we check back in with the weird, where that old Vulcan expression, hours would seem like days, is literally true. Look, they're primitive cave people covered in seaweed for some reason. Now they're in the Renaissance. 
I mean, I suppose it's also possible this is actually more like their equivalent of the 21st century and we're seeing a Renaissance festival, but probably not. Throughout the ages, they keep an eye on Voyager, building religions around it, using its unexplained presence to motivate their scientific advances, and so on. This eventually leads to a rocket containing two The Weird citizens being launched directly at Voyager. These astronauts lose radio contact with the surface and apparently have no instructions for their actual mission, which... What? They manage to board Voyager, but one of them dies and the other one becomes everyone's friend. Then he returns to The Weird and saves Voyager. I was certain that we'd seen an episode with this exact title in the original series, but I guess I was thinking of Blink of an Eye of the Beholder. <laughs> mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Often confusing. With a uh, fan favorite character, Cuckoo Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man yeah huh that deep, takes me back deep cut <laughs> i think i would rather watch the animated series than fairhaven uh, uh, absolutely oh god yes the over faster I'd wa- yeah i'd watch yeah, that's the animated series before anything well not anything yeah. but yeah it's well, got many it's things, it's, yes. it's got no che- it's got no check off it's half an that's hour true. long and yeah. sometimes bem is there <laughs> this one likes bem <laughs> <laughs> i I found this episode a bit boring, but I liked the last 10 minutes of it quite a bit. I feel like it just took a really long time to get to the good part. Yeah, there's some concepts in here that I actually quite like a bit, but uh, yeah. on the other hand... Eh. <laughs> now, the thing is that the most interesting character is... Uh, he's played by Daniel Day Kim, who I quite like. Uh, mm. He was... Uh, he was uh, is a Jin on Lost, Kev? It sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, Sun Sun was his wife, and Jin was the the dude. Mm. Um, and then Matt reminded me he was also an Angel. Yeah, he uh, worked he for the, uh, Wolfman Hart on Angel. Yeah, right. He was in the reboot of Hawaii Five O. He's mm. he's been a, in a he's been in minor roles and a bunch of other stuff. Like I like this guy quite a lot actually. Yeah. And um, his character is super interesting and shows up in like the last act or two. And it's like, why didn't more of this focus on him? This is the part that I like. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's actually my good thing was. That, those last 10 minutes like i i really enjoy that yeah and uh he's also quite good i think yeah no yeah really not for, really good good dude yeah and for a character we barely get time to know we we like we get to like him pretty quickly i think yeah but i like i like the concept of the astronauts doing basically what amounts to the moon mission but to this weird spaceship that's just always been floating yeah this unexplained thing that's been yeah exactly yeah since the since they could first see, you know, in yeah. the sky, there's been this weird thing, and they don't know what it is, and they finally went and checked it out. Yeah, and no, th- I, that concept is super cool to me. I just don't think they execute it well enough. You know, well, I think a lot. Well, I think they do. They just, a, a lot uh, of it is that we only see bits, like one scene with each different uh, time period. So there's a, there's a mm-hmm. couple of people we see just once. And that's it. But it's only when we get to the Daniel Day Kim do we have we stick with a character for like more than ten minutes. So yeah. we're not invested with anyone, which is uh, which is a lot of the problem with it. I think they wanted us to get invested in the culture as a whole, but I think that's a hard trick to pull, and I don't think they pulled it no. off. No, it might have been better if they got the same actors to play generations or something like that. I was thinking that too, actually. Yeah. Well, I know I, I I think it was you, Matt, mentioned that not all the actors through history were the best. No, they were not. There's a guy in the Renaissance who is the most wooden actor I've seen. Well, in this episode, anyway. <laughs> well, Chakotay was in this quite a bit, so I don't know. That's a that's a I have hard to get. Death. I have to put a message in a balloon to send to the spaceship. 
I am excited about this. And he's your standard Star Trek, like, I'm on an oppressive planet that mm-hmm. is primitive, but I look at the stars and I have hope. Ah, shut up. I am ang- I'm angry at the star- at the spaceship because it caused an earthquake and I fell in a pond and looked a fool. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just, man. It would have been better if he was sending a message up to, you know, a tax collection or something like that. <laughs> Send money. <laughs> Yeah, look, we're we're charging you back rent from the beginning of time. That's our space, asshole. Yeah. Stop throwing garbage into our dimension. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I feel like we're watching DS9 again, because they were constantly throwing the garbage <laughs> through the wormhole. <laughs> no, I like the I like the basic premise of like we've seen this kind of story before. I think we all mentioned that. We've seen various versions of different pieces of this episode before. Yeah, that's kind of my bad thing is this this episode feels like it's made up of a bunch of... uh, It does. A bunch of other crap I've seen before. Yeah. And also a Simpsons episode. Yeah, that's pretty much my bad thing Uh, as well. The, the, what do you call it? The tiny world in the the tub. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Halloween episode. Yeah, that's a good point, yes. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I'd rather watch that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Again, it's only five minutes long. Principal Skinner, I created the universe. Give me the gift certificate. I've created Lutherans. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's kind of my yeah. bad thing as well. Um, is that I suppose they didn't want to be all inner light. I mean, but since when did that stop them? But I would sure. like <laughs> to have known more about the Doctor's experiences later on in the episode, where he mm-hmm. visits the planet and is there for years, especially after he came back. Mm-hmm. Though then I suppose it would be like a DS9 episode with Miles. Uh, so I guess it doesn't feel that original. The whole thing, not not one thing, just a lot of just yeah. a bunch of stuff that happened. No, but I don't know. Like, there's been some episodes that are sort of like old premises stitched together, and if you if you kind of put a new spin on it and tell it in a different way, that's okay. But they mm. didn't do that here. It's, no, it, they really it didn't. did feel very samey. Like, I mean, at this point, we've done six hundred some episodes of Star Trek. Like, they they are running out of ideas. Like. If My you can God, find a, we've watched a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, we have. And but if you can find a new way to present an old idea, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. But I don't think I don't feel like they did that here. Yeah. In, until we got to the to the last bit. I do feel like that is something we've seen before. Like we had the original series episode where the sixties astronaut, maybe he was just a pilot. Pilot or an astronaut, I don't remember. But showed up on the Enterprise and he's like, Wow, you know, you're from the future and they're leading him around and telling him about how cool things are. Like and about how he can never go home. Right. It reminded me a bit of that. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me a bit of a couple of next gen episodes where there were people from primitive planets who made it up on the Enterprise. Like, they, but I think that part was different enough. And I actually got to give credit to they, they wrote Chakotay some interesting stuff because we have seen before that he's into anthropology. Like, that's mm-hmm. not just something they came up with in this episode. It has come up before. Yeah, and he's really fascinated by the idea of being able to watch a whole civilization unfold in a tiny amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like. But then when Daniel Day Kim's guy shows up, the focus shifts from him to Janeway because they wanted a good actor to, to interact with him. So I, we, we need those good actors. Yeah. So I, I like there were things to like about it. And, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, Gav, yeah, there's this whole period where the doctor goes down incognito to to f- learn what happens and they have problems getting him back. So he's down there for quite some time. And yeah, I actually uh, thought that stuff was kind of interesting too. And I like later on, he's talking to the guy from the planet about like uh, some sports team that they both like. Yeah. Like, that was, that was I, I, I like the doctor getting invested in this planet. He lived on for three years and apparently had that, a kid on. This is actually a good thing, right? Yes. 
Um, yes, basically they're talking about the sports teams. I just thought it was a nice heartwarming scene with almost two generations talking about which was better. Although it was just <laughs> fun to see the two talking of something that no one else would have a clue about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I so thought the, the same. The doctor lived in a period, like I guess, before this guy was born. Yeah, so they have they they have. There's enough overlap where they have stuff in common, but it's also like, yeah, like you say, they're two different generations. So yeah, it was, it was nice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I felt weird about the doctor thing. Like on the one hand, I did actually like the choice where we didn't follow him, just because we have followed him five other times, and mm-hmm. I'm glad we kind of did didn't do what we expected there. But on the other hand, I don't know. Maybe that was where the more interesting story was. I don't know. I, I love that he comes back and, like, he has a kid he doesn't want to tell anyone about because, like, by the time he did, that kid would be long dead. Yeah. Like, it would like, the idea that it, it would take longer to tell you he had a kid than that kid would be alive is kind of <laughs> cool to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I don't know. Like, I, I, I go... I can see two different sides of this, though, because on the one hand, prime directive, you're not supposed to interfere. Like, and I think marrying someone and having a child with them is kind of interfering. Eh. But on the other hand, if you're like, we have a lot of precedent from other shows where you're supposed to go down to the planet and blend in. And maybe he thought he was stranded there and just decided to start living a life because he thought he was stuck there forever. And yeah, so that, I guess that's OK. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah. I like it, but, though. Fair enough. I do feel like the Doctor has had so many different lives now. and He's lived like 800-some-odd years, I think, yeah. at this point in Voyager. Yeah, and they keep talking about how he doesn't have enough capacity to keep his program running. Maybe delete some of that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> at least store it in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, that's- There's enough fucking clouds in Voyager they can store it in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we got to keep Fairhaven moving. <laughs> oh yes, God, yes, yeah. God, delete, God delete that. Should shut it down. <laughs> yeah, uh, my bad thing. Yes, because uh, it relates to this doctor thing. Uh, just before he he puts on his disguise and goes down to the planet, the doctor is faced with the notion that the people might look like purple blobs or something, and he's terrified of this. Like Picardo really plays it like, oh God, what if they're ugly, hideous slime monsters? Seriously, is he programmed to be racist? Yes. I mean, we've met his program where I buy that. <laughs> I guess that's true. It just, like, it, like Star Trek still does this, where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, humanoid aliens are cool, but what if I'm an ugly, bug-eyed monster? That's terrible. Come on, man. Look, I just want to look kind of human, okay? Just give me some head bumps and I'll be fine. Uh, but No, those are too uh, many head bumps. I'm not, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Look, I don't want to go full on Klingon. Those guys, oops, sorry, Bellana. <laughs> She's like, no, I get it. Yeah. I've, I've got flat ridges. Because I didn't want to yeah. wear the makeup either. <laughs> no, it, it just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. Because it's like, who cares what they look like, man? You're supposed to, like, be a science guy. Get down there and study them. Who Like, look however you're supposed to look. Yeah, yep. yeah it just seemed a bit weird. Because he's never done that before. And they do that a lot. Well, they, 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 they go for that easy laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can, yeah. It's like, I like aliens, but not too alien, you know what I mean? Ugh. Shut up, boy. <laughs> Stop being gross, idiot. Uh, what else? Ugh, I don't know. Let's look at my notes. Oh, shit, there's only three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have much for those either. Uh, I, like I said. I the teaser ending when there was a star, so I just like, is that Jesus being born on the planet then? <laughs> 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 
Unto us of wagers. No. I mean, the thing is, we none of us could have bad things in that episode because it would be the greatest story ever told. <laughs> it says so right in the uh, right in the title. Yep. I wonder if that's a trademark. <laughs> if if you find this is not the greatest story ever told, please return unused portion for a full refund. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, look, the Bible. Okay, I get it. Kind of a big deal, but you guys know Ghostbusters exists, right? Well, it didn't you know, at the, the time. The actual made, greatest story ever told. They made that claim before 1984, I think. Mm. So, so now, point, it's, now it should be the second greatest story ever told. Yeah. Now the Ghostbusters exists. Right. Well, we'll have to get it. Uh, we'll have to get into a court and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of letters, all addressed to Peter Venkman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so on. Did we talk about the planet being so stupid? Uh, I think uh, it might come up. <laughs> we could certainly explore that some more. <laughs> Just being like a stupid do not. Oh, the it actual is, it's planet itself, stup- not the people on the planet. Yeah, we forgot to talk about the stupid donut shape of the planet. It's got a big fuck off hole down the middle. Yeah, it just yeah, it looks like they applied the the worst, like the most primitive Photoshop thing, where they squished it down and poked a hole in the middle. Like it yep. just looks terrible. I just like I'm watching. I'm like thinking, does no one ever talk about the big fucking hole in the planet? Like, it, do we stay away from the big hole? What the fuck is going on? It just looks like you you punched a hole in the planet. Like you were gonna punch a hole in Harry's hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking maybe, this planet. Maybe that's what happened on like a cosmic scale. Galactus showed up and just punched a <laughs> hole in the planet. Yeah, or some Q, some super being like Q. Just ah, uh, hate. That. <laughs> <laughs> there, now you're now, now you go fast. Right. But the, oh we'll shit! They literally they literally punched a speed hole in the planet. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Okay, if someone hated the planet so much to punch a hole in it. Explain to me why Voyager doesn't have a hole in it. That's a really good question. <laughs> well, Q loves Voyager for some reason. Is he ever coming back? Yeah, one more no. time. So they have to explain. I have no idea. They have to explain one you know, more no time why he's not going to take them to the to the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. Do, do, does he visit Fairhaven? That's the real. Question. <laughs> oh, I would pay money for that time. <laughs> Just like he's there for like, te- it's like you have a, d- a device that can replicate any environment in the entire universe, and this is where you spend your time. Well, that's why I'm not sending you home. Yeah, you don't deserve to go home. Yeah, I'm going to see what Jean Luc's doing. I'm gonna spy <laughs> but, on him. Uh, at this so point, Jean Luc was probably doing Nemesis. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's, Ugh, that's I'm not looking over there anymore. <laughs> at this point, Jean Luc was laughing hilariously in a June buggy. <laughs> we, I've always loved this. I've always loved this, just like Tom Paris loves the Irish. <laughs> Tom Paris, his his interests are just like he's in ah, like he's specifically ah. like he's specifically interested in the twentieth century, not the nineteenth century. No, because the French bar was definitely not twentieth century. It was no, the French was bar more. was a French bar he literally used to go to. Yeah, but the it was still like rustic. It looked like old. Mm. Like the the setting, like even if the time period wasn't, you know, a long time ago, the 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 bar was built a long time ago, so it seemed that way. By the way, a uh, quick reminder: Tom Paris doesn't know what a key is. Yep, <laughs> that is that is canon. Just just so we haven't talked about that in a while. Tom Paris does not know what a key is. Never forget, Wesley killed a guy. Tom doesn't know what a key is. Uh, and and Tuvok has a room as a holodeck program where he can strangle Neelix. Yep. Oh yeah, that's true. 
I'm just trying to take a break during Fairhaven and he can't even go strangle Neelix. Nope. They turned it off. No wonder no wonder he was feeling ill. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That makes sense. Computer, give me an Irish Neelix to strangle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, my lungs. Oh no, my potato. (laughs) Faith and Bagora. I can hear him saying that too. I can can imagine. Just no thank you. Uh, What else? I know we're still angry at Fairhaven, but we're trying to say things about Blinkfoot. Okay. And another thing I hate about Fairhaven. <laughs> they were actually, uh, Memory Alpha mentioned that they were going to call this Wink of an Eye, and having never seen the original series, any of them, and then mm-hmm. somebody realized, wait a minute, there already is one of those. Oh, I guess we should change it. Like, f- Man, fuck you, watch Star Trek. No, never. It still bothers me. Just You don't have to make it like that, but at least be aware of what you're writing. Like yeah, so so, so they the franchise they didn't change for. the episode; they just changed the title. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the blink of an eye. Then that's the, basically the same. But Wait, all right, blink. let's call it for lunch. Yeah, I, I did make a note. So a second on the planet is like a day on Voyager. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it's like for us too. Watching Voyager, like every second that goes by feels like a day. Even Voyager's glad looking down at the planet, going, "Fuck me, twenty minutes left." Yep. <laughs> twenty minutes left of the civilization. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. I did think I, I it would have been a cool thing. They didn't do this, but uh, that's that's pretty much my motto when we do Voyager. I think they didn't do this, but it would have been cool if they had. Um, <laughs> if the last time. Uh, they, they, uh, the people on the planet visited Voyager, they had actually surpassed them technologically. And like, uh, hey, we have a prime directive. We're not allowed to talk to you now. Oh, Goodbye. that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. for the longest time they were catching up to them, but they should have mm. surpassed them. I, I did think it was weird. They only ever sent one rocket up to investigate Voyager. And then after that, they just decided to blow it up. Yeah, that pissed me off too. Because like the way the time works on the ship, like they there should have been like, I felt like there should have been more and more rockets following that first rocket. At least sent. probes, if nothing else. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, right. clearly that, this was unsafe for people because those two never came back. Let's yeah. send some satellites to look at it. That, that makes sense. Although when you say that, they but, sent a rocket up and then after that, we wanted to blow it up. But that makes sense from my point of view that they saw Voyager and then they decided they wanted to blow it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's a sometimes. that's a philosophy I can also get behind. Uh, yeah, less so the only firing a, a missile at it every couple of days. Um, I think we can do better than that. But it didn't make any sense know, that hundred played... years after the guy went missing, they suddenly got angry enough to fire missiles at Voyager. <laughs> no, no, they talked about it like there were different political factions on the planet, and like one of them was in power, and then another one came in. But you know, like. The, the national mood can shift. We, yeah, they elected. The, they got this new president who was like, "We got all these weapons. Why don't we use?" Yeah, them? exactly. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna allude to that a little more subtly, but yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I have no time for your subtlety. Out of my way. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Um, but yeah, no, I just apparently wasn't paying attention enough. No, they they had mentioned that there were there were two factions. One wanted to explore, and one wanted to blow it up. And eventually, the uh, the latter came into power. So that was a thing. Right. Um, I probably was still angry at Fairhaven. That's completely I, look, understandable. I'm still look, angry at Fairhaven. That's probably going to taint the rest of season six for me, and you know, still going to be angry. Mm-hmm. Just not not as angry as I was at, at past tense. But we don't need to dig that up again. Ugh, what if Hat Guy don't. was in Fairhaven? <laughs> still mad at past tense. 
Oh, yeah. And then I punched a hole in his hat. (laughs) There's a handful of people I know uh, who, like some listeners, a couple other people that that I just know that don't listen to the show, which I don't know why I bother talking to. Do you have friends outside of this show? How dare you? (laughs) I know. But uh, there are various people just watching DS9 right now, and I'm just so jealous. And I, Mm -hmm. like, the way my brain works, I probably shouldn't try to watch that while I'm watching Voyager, or I'll mix the two shows up. And on the other hand, they're nothing alike, so probably not. But. Mm. I'm just like, oh man, I miss that. Sh- I miss Star Trek. Yeah. Can we can we watch that? Can we just go back and do DS9 a second time? Sure. Well, I have no problem with that. <laughs> J- just go. Yeah. Tune in next week when we watch uh, Emissary Parts 1 and 2. <laughs> just go back to the beginning of Star Trek and don't mention anything about, you know, and maybe people will just think they've gone back in time. Remember when we complained about having to see the cage too much? <laughs> I would welcome it now. <laughs> oh God, please. Yeah. That's how you should finish doing Star Trek. Just watch the cage again. I actually had I mean, that idea a couple of years ago. That that would I, I kind of like that idea a lot. I know Matt wants to go back and redo a couple of our old, like, kind of uh, not our best episodes. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in the original series I'd like to uh, I'd like to fix. Well, we were finding our feet. I mean, we didn't we didn't prep quite as much, mm-hmm. and the episodes were shorter. You know, there's some terrible jokes I think we can get rid of. Yeah, some some ways of looking at things that I think we've evolved a little. Yep. Basically, we can be smug future men to ourselves now. Sure. Oh, yeah. We're much better than you <laughs> terrible podcasters in episode 10. Look at these assholes. Look at this asshole in his 20s. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> wow. You, you're making a you're making a transphobic joke about that. Uh, about that alien that Chekhov was locked up with. Nice. That, nice. That's real funny, asshole. Nice going, 2011, Al, uh-huh. you jerk. I'm, I'm sorry. Come I, on, you literally know better than this. I mean, yeah. now. Yeah, I didn't back then. No. That's the thing. I'm a smug future man now. <laughs> we really don't have anything more to say about Blinkman, I do. <laughs> Fuck this episode. <laughs> I liked it okay. It's fine. It was, yeah, it's fine. I would say it's above average. It's, mm-hmm. Is this? I would I'll, probably. I'll you mean, or just above average. Yeah, we're grading uh... on a curve here. Yeah, it's above average curve. for Voyager, oh, okay, certainly. Yeah. It's it's probably exactly average for all of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Again, if you just look at the last couple of acts, like the good part. Sure. It's good, but you can't ignore the rest of it, so that brings it down a bit. Yeah. Anything else from either of you? No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Very well. Well, I already did my quote. It was it was in my summary, so... Uh, well, you can do it again. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Wow. What are we going to do with this free time? (laughs) (laughs) So, how are you guys doing? (laughs) I was going to suggest in Fairhaven that that Gav's quote be, uh, look out, Itchy, he's Irish. (laughs) (laughs) It might as well be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have used that. Uh, that, uh, No, I don't need to do it again, do I? I was going to say I shouldn't have used that quote so quickly, but. My next one, no, next one will be no. the final episode, so I'll just be happy. It's yeah, over. we only have one season to go, and you've mm-hmm. you've claimed the finale as you often do. Uh, you did the finale for the original series of Next Gen, but I think you had a scheduling problem with DS Nine, right? Like, yeah, you've done most of them. Yes, I did the finale for original series, which was, as I recall, a Turnabout and True. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and and Next Gen as well, because you did poems for them. That's yeah. Right. Oh Christ. Oh, I've already got a poem for. <laughs> oh, sh- I've already got a poem for this okay. one. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's already on the website. 
<laughs> ah, well, why don't you tell people that website? Oh, you good idea. Watch Voyager already and, and offer your thoughts. Why don't you tell people? I will out? certainly do that as I find about what is sickbaycheese.blogspot.co.uk. Mm. Right. And this, the, you, you covered these when we were back in the original series, I want to say, like this is five or six years ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was about five or six years ago. Mm. Yeah, because it was about five years since I saw uh, Fairhaven. Ugh. Well, you never have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Is the thing. That's at weeks like this, it's like, okay, this was terrible, but I never have to watch that again. So I got that going for me. Yay. Which is nice. Yeah. All right. So that's it for this time. Next week, uh, Bob will be joining us. So look forward to that. And until then, uh, see you, folks. The Post Atomic Horror Podcast is a co production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2017. Please don't sue us. We're 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 still just doing this. Mm-hmm.